Hey, Ben. We're back. Hey, Blakely. We're what back. What is going on? Hello. Oh, my level definitely went out of control. Yeah. I don't even know how to regulate anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't We're have a nice back. podcast voice anymore. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel incredibly rusty on all of this, and I think that's okay because it's authentic. And I also think that it's okay because we needed time to bring back what we have. I feel like we went out into the wilderness and yep. foraged for new things to eat for the tribe <laughs> and brought them back. I also right. spent a lot of right, the right, hiatus right. binge watching 40 seasons of Survivor, so that's like at the front of my wow. mind with all of my metaphors. Bad news, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's why you were asking me if if I'd watch it with you. There's a new season starting March 1st. And I um, said, no. Uh-uh. Which hurts me inside. And I can accept yeah. it anyway. It's okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate I'll do the same thing with you for Parks and Rec. We I just will. find... Yeah. We have different ways of <laughs> taking in things that are entertaining. Yes. For I some need... reason, I like dark <laughs> and or survival. Yes. Right. Scenery. Yes. Plots. I need I need light, airy, silly, stupid, and you need more drama. <laughs> I can't take more drama. Well, I've realized that I don't like to watch comedy alone. That's the dot oh, I connected sure. finally when we were talking sure. about this and okay. trying to make sense of it. I get that. I feel... Yeah. Like, if I'm just sitting here in this empty room by myself laughing, uh huh, it f- feels wrong. Laughter is supposed to be communal. Wow, yeah. Like, laughter is a sharing experience for me, but crying is not. Like, getting into the dark sure. stuff is a very solo experience okay. for me. Yeah. So I think this I is just that. my, it's a lot of my introvert I get and that. Um, anti-emotion and vulnerability speaking, but that's sure. okay. And I can't, I, I'm, I'm opposite. Yeah. I'm opposite. I'd rather, cause I don't cry a lot, but I feel it deeply. Like, yeah. um, I actually cried yesterday for, I mean, it was like one of the first times I've cried in a while. Actually, I take it back compared to you. I probably cry a lot. Like <laughs> I just cried two times in the last week and that's quite <laughs> a bit for me. So, um, which one goes back to why we've got Ben away for so long. Um, yeah. Yeah. My father-in-law, he's got lesions on his liver. Um, and so he just had a biopsy today, actually. So he's in recovery right now. And from a procedure I've, that leaves you in more limbo to find out more information right. that has not been the most optimistic outcomes so far in this process. No, no, no. His his illness will eventually take his life, and it's been very difficult, which is uh, it's a weird dialectic. It's a weird, weird, weird balance to live life in this in this like caregiving realm, um, both in in work and at home, and. I mean, we've been living with them for almost six months now. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a journey. (laughs) It's been tough. Uh, But, 
the other part of crying, I I cried yesterday because I uh, really like this person I'm meeting with, and I had to refer them to another person. Um, and I, it was, it, I I really tried to lean into those emotions yesterday, and, and like feel them just physically, and then it just like, I just started crying, and I'm like, oh, interesting. Like this is. Uh, it's a lot deeper. Why do I judge myself for feeling like I really care about the people yeah. I see? And mm -hmm. so maybe that has something to do with what you were going to ask today. <laughs> I think it has a lot to do with what I was going to ask today. Yeah. Conveniently. <laughs> right. Thanks. Right. Thanks for feeding my lines. Because I think you're talking about two things that are are pieces of what I what I want to talk about. Because I've been in the sense of like going and foraging and bringing something back to, to the community, to the tribe, to the, the people that I'm sharing this experience with, which is you. <sighs> you as in me or you as in all of you listening right to <laughs> us right now. You today, hypothetically, anyone who is taking this in, that's fine. Yes. We want to just say thank you for clicking on that, that being the work button too. Right. We really appreciate you guys being here with us. And, but it's a different process for foraging, for information, for resources, for, for knowledge, for all of these things that I think we, we go out, we collect just in our life process. What I think it's missing when we talk about this, the bullshit of self-care is how do you forage for your sense of self? how in the process of mm. doing all of this work, because I think it's very common for us to lose our sense of self, for us to lose pieces of our identity, because as we become one thing, we have to leave behind pieces of another. And so how are you ensuring that the role you're taking on is balanced out with who you actually are? Where is your connection to your authentic self? And I think that both of us, through some processes of finding ourselves in this sandwiched middle old millennial in our yeah. career place we're grasping at something that we didn't know we were going to lose we're grasping at something that we can't actually lose because it's with us all the time but i can't right. see it i can't feel it until right. i feel it and right. it's just grasping in the dark and i think we've talked about yeah. that feeling of grasping in the dark before yeah. so how do you keep from losing yourself how do you maintain your identity hmm. in the work and in life. Oh. <laughs> and is that some of what you've been? <laughs> okay. Right. Oh. But is that you know, some I, of what I have you've some been... idea of what you're going to say, you know, yeah. what you're going to ask. Yeah. And then you actually ask it, and I'm, like, emotionally present. Yeah. And, I mean, the... Okay. How do you how do you avoid losing yourself? How do you keep your identity? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, through the stretch of life and the unpredictability of life and balancing with this particular like role as a helper. Right. Or any role as a helper. All of the roles as a helper that I've had have both prepped me and zapped yeah. me of my ability to yeah. apply all of that in my actual life too. 
Oh, that's hard. That's really hard because, you know, I think just as our society looks at and how we all grow up, kind of thinking that career is a part of, like, identity. Um, whereas, like, you, you know, I grew up believing that I needed to find a vocation that fit me personally. Um, and I think, you know, even learning career counseling, it's like a lot of the career counseling theories are like you're, you're, they take your traits and match, match you with your, the, the environments that you're going to work in. And so, uh, it's hard not to make this an identity, especially when you deal with like when you deal with altruism as sort of a foundation with this, uh, whether that's altruism with wanting to help one person at a time or altruism for like you as a social worker, Blakely, like mm -hmm. I know that your yours is, is a little bit more uh, policy oriented, politically mm -hmm. oriented, justice oriented on a bigger systems scale. Um, whereas mine has always been more one-on-one -on -one and well, and that's why I took that pause to say seen, like right? all of the roles I've had as a helper, because right. I've had a variety of them. Right. I've worked in several different spaces and fields and had yeah. different expectations of what my role is. Social yeah. worker is just so broad and, yeah. but there are consistencies and there yeah. are consistencies in diminishing some of us to be what is needed. And All that's right. where I think that that whole, I mean, my do thoughts, something that you love and you'll never work a day of your life is <laughs> such a crock of shit. Totally, totally like, believed whoa, that. I followed yeah. that into the dark. Totally. Yep. Mm. Followed it into <laughs> very deep, dark pits of human existence. Right. Finding yourself scared and trying to figure out how to survive. Um, but that's the thing. Like I, I, I haven't overall, I have not regretted going into those dark pits. Yeah. I've been scared of them at times and I've had to learn, uh, but I, I don't regret it at all. And I am, I am very proud of who I am because I've done that. Yeah. Right. Like I am very proud of the people I have learned to love uh, through getting to know them. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of this. Okay, so let me find it. Um, so if anybody's listened to this long enough, they know that I'm kind of an academic geek, but I'm also in my PhD right now. So um, it's what I love, and this kind of goes toward that. <sighs> okay, so Austrian psychologists... Ludwig, Ludwig Binswanger says, we can only understand something or someone for whom we care. A phenomenologist, a philosopher, uh, I think it's Ludwig Goth says, one only learns to know only what one loves 
And the deeper and fuller the knowledge is to be, the more powerful and vivid must be the love, indeed the passion. I have had such a passion to not let, not allow people to continue feeling alone. I hate that feeling myself. And it, it, so there's another quote that comes to mind is this is like when, when I see someone in their vulnerability, I am captured with loving responsibility. And I just, I mean, that's just, is, is such a true thing in my life. Like I, I, I've had plenty of times in my, in my younger years where I think my natural state, uh, without challenging myself is to just kind of let, let, let people live their lives. And I just want to sit on the couch and chill. Um, <laughs> but pause there because that. <laughs> I think is one of those juxtapositions that we have to talk about. Yes. Because yes. you're taking yes. a piece of your natural uh -huh. flow. Right. Right. And then trying to hack it away yeah. from the sitting yeah. on the couch part. Right. 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 <laughs> right. Uh, sitting, sitting and resting is probably like my, my idea of a good vacation is chill and rest. Yes. Uh, a lot of people in my family would, would say they'd need to like, schedule every minute and go experience a lot of things. And normally I have to give credit to my wife. Um, she, she is like that and will, will want me to go to things of course, because she likes me and I, I never regret afterward going. Ah, right. <laughs> She's always right. <laughs> and I was always wrong. <laughs> and, oh uh, yes. Yes, that's how it is. But um, this is similar. This is a similar thing where I know to be true to myself and to be true to the, the compelling love and compelling responsibility that I feel to take action. Um, this is my action of justice and care. And like I've learned so much from other people and from their pain. And I am very proud of who I am because of that. So in one sense, I want to lose myself in this work. I want mm -hmm. to learn more. I want to keep pushing. I want to take that and provide it for other people. Um, the I am a much more loving and compassionate person to myself even because of what I've learned from other people. Mm -hmm. And the the things that they've overcome ironically with my help. Uh, and I say ironically because I'm not a master at that. I'm just a master of trying to facilitate conversations and, uh, you know, help people get to know themselves and be willing to sit in the shit with them. Well, and, and how does that apply back on yourself then? Well, I, I think that it's taken some growing um, because personally, I personally, for the first half of my career, I was under the impression that I just needed to like run after achievements, which is something that I 
had been practicing for my whole childhood and adulthood. Run toward, run toward that A, run toward that attaboy, run toward the, uh, the career and be the best at the career. And I think it fueled a lot of competition between me and my colleagues. And, uh, I didn't see myself as a full human. Um, I was in denial. I didn't even, I don't know, like, so yeah, I mean, it it was, something that's been glaring to me as we get sandwiched in this in this middle place. I know there is a I hope there's a wide range of ages generations experiences absorbing um what we're talking about and I think that we're elder millennials. That's just our sense of culture and time and experience. Yeah. And where we're at in the lifespan. Uh-huh. My parents are aging and ill. Your parents are aging and ill. You have puppies that are your babies. I have babies yep. that are my babies. And crammed in the middle of that somewhere, life started to shift from what we could be to what we just should do. Like potential has gradually dissipated as something that I feel like I'm chasing or I'm defined by or that is expected of me. Mm. I have degrees. I have a house. I have a family. I have Mm -hmm. these like, expected culturally benchmarks of life and that's fine and great i was a smart kid in a small school like i was pushed on you could do anything you know like that was so much of our experience and now we're just living and (laughs) no i couldn't do anything (laughs) i can do this right but what if i don't even like to do this i was so far defined by achieving what i could Uh that what i wanted to or or what if I slowed down to pause and considered what feels right in my right. heart and soul, fuck that. I could right. do this and A's are a high. So I'm going to mm-hmm. go get those. And right. now nobody's giving me an A. And I know no. I have ranted on this <laughs> on more than one episode about the lack of gold stars and A's in my life now. And everybody yeah. knows it's something that is very missing <laughs> for me. But I'm working to merge into the 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 satisfaction, the contentment, the appreciation of what I have manifested and created with powers that I didn't even appreciate about myself. It's not about Uh what I could achieve. It's not about how smart I am. Those aren't even things that I did. Yeah. And those are harder. Those are harder to appreciate and soak in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not certain why. Yeah, I, I am caught in my mind of just all the things that you just said, and I'm sort of speechless because you're absolutely right. The that sense of yeah, I guess the just the I don't even know how to describe it, but it's this like endless sense of possibility of if you do the right things and you check all those marks and you get all those A's and you get the degree and you get that job and you, you do well at that job and people like you at that job. And like, once you get all of that, then it's like life left. Yeah. (laughs) Tons of life left. And 
then I, well, I was just I was just at the eye doctor this week and um and we were she was she was looking in my eye and she said something like you know I see uh your eyes are a little dry so I think that you could what you could do is well basically like it's probably causing some blurriness and it's probably causing some itchiness so uh put a hot rag on your eyes, you know, at the end of the day after you get off the computer. And I go, oh, that sounds like self-care. <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, I know we're not good at self-care, are we? <laughs> and I go, no, Preach. we're not. We're not. Um, and so, like, uh, I lost my thread. Where did we go? Warm compress into the DA sounds like self care. We're not good at it. Shoot. I mean, I think that just speaks for itself. I'm trying really hard to like tie it back to all this stuff and sound all smart, but. Well, um, I'm feeling two things at the same time the rustiness and this buildup of pressure of all the shit that I want to say. <laughs> I uh, yeah, for and I real. That that is at play, and that's yeah. Okay. Well, I guess going back, like I, just going back a second ago, like I felt this big, vast, open quietness inside of me when you talked about like after after you achieved all that stuff, mm -hmm. and I have achieved all the stuff. Like, and I've also realized through this sort of like uh, epiphany, few years of epiphany that I've had, um, my PhD in against the background of needing to take care of my family and wanting to be there for them and not being the kind of person who can like compartmentalize my work in my life so much that I can't I, like I can't do that and so I've really pared down my work week to what I can actually do to survive emotionally mm -hmm. and not get like PTSD symptoms triggering because I went through some really horrendous things with my uh this whole situation um because when I get like the compassion fatigue, the empathy fatigue, like whatever you want to call it, the secondary traumatic stress stuff getting triggered, that stuff gets triggered. And mm -hmm. it takes me an hour of meditation to get back to baseline and it just is super inefficient. So we just, I mean, I pared down my week to only work certain days and I'm not getting paid well, but you know, I'm there for my family. And that's kind of what I've just, the decisions I've made around this to, to try to get by and not feel like I'm drowning. I think um, sacrifice is a part of this phase season thing that we're talking about. Mm. And it doesn't feel right when you match it up against that sense of potential and chasing goals and dreams. Sure. And right. that involves sacrifice too. But doing yeah. it from this place that feels more still. Uh -huh. Really, what I want to ask is, how did you know what you needed to 
do? And have you, have oh. you done what you needed to do or is that still an experiment? Well, it's ever evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, so it was during the pandemic. Um, I was in telehealth appointment and I heard this huge crash just outside my door of my office. And I literally thought someone fell down the stairs. Uh, we've got like a big 16 staircase, 16 stair staircase. And I was terrified. I was mortified. And like my body felt like it was on fire because I was stuck to this chair, um, and couldn't leave and go check on them because I was in a suicide assessment. (laughs) So potential death on both sides and me being cornered and stuck. Like, I think that just kind of made me, it was sort of a big check-in moment for myself, but also just because it lasted with me so long, like I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was having nightmares. I was fatigued. I was well because I feel hopeless. split down the middle. Like I feel that pulling at me when you talk about it. Yeah. And how on earth, when we're it balancing, was, it was a really self, shitty life role. <laughs> like, well, and it's one of those things that I think we've talked about the inevitability of of our professional and personal stuff colliding. The the actual inability of compartmentalizing that. Right. And I don't how think much, it's I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's healthy. Well, no, it wasn't anyway. And then bringing our work home, no. like literally into our houses, that that fucked me yeah. up already. Yeah. Because there I couldn't I couldn't separate little, my thoughts. I couldn't very separate little boundary. My, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you're actually tasked. These are not the ethical vignettes that we run through that we probably should <laughs> early in our careers. No. Oh, seriously. Yeah, right, when, right. Yeah. When you have that day that you know you have this assessment, the huge thing, whatever uh-huh. that is for you, whatever your population right. is, we all have the client, the right. appointment, the situation that we know we're talking about here. Yep. We also have in our personal lives, the person, the situation, the crisis. I think you were there that day that my brother-in-law got into a horrible accident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was at lunch when my wife called me that he was in this awful accident. And what comes to our minds? But I have an assessment scheduled at one o'clock. Right. (laughs) So. Right. Do you really need me to be there when he's life flighted to the emergency room? Or Exactly. Like what the life and death sides of things that we have to balance. Of both, yeah. And having that moment where they come together. You work in the crisis clinic. And working in crisis. (laughs) You're you're in the crisis clinic. You have a one (laughs) o'clock appointment. You don't know what that person's going through. And we also know what generally walks through the door of the mental health center. Yes. So do you really need me there? Right? It's like, do you really need me there? Because at, we at have the seen hospital. each other. <laughs> it's absurd. Right. And I am I am very right. glad to say that I am in a, a space and a role in my life now that I have rebalanced a lot of shit through a lot of privilege that I'm very glad to have. That I would throw anything down to be where I need to be in my family. I'm very immersed in my family right now, and that has been very good for me. Yeah. And so 
And I think I just that's at what, that time did not have the right perspective to even discern how to make it work and balance everything. Yeah. And thankfully, I was able to go back to the team that we had and to say what I needed and had the support that I had right. to have that day. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many forces that just like pull us in so many directions. And that that's why, I mean, years ago I came to you and I was like a podcast. We need a, we, we need a podcast because it was something that I wanted. I wanted way back in, I don't know, 2018. Well, yeah, because we finally connected the dots of these are the conversations we're all having behind closed doors and we just need to open the doors. Right. Yeah. I was I was listening to a clip of um, a conversation that we didn't do for the podcast, but we recorded anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and you said something like, we can hold each other's hands. You were talking about us as helpers. We can hold each other's hands, but not look each other in the eye. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was thinking like a podcast. Like I, I work really good in teams. I really like having a team, knowing a team is behind me and knowing that I'm behind other people on my team. And, uh, like there were times of that at the mental health center. And also the culture was, just sort of cutthroat and it was really very competitive. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so it's not like everybody works in a situation like that, but we all are in pretty much silos, no matter what organization or office or work role we have, we're all in silos taking care of the load of people that have has been placed on our shoulders, trying to get all the tasks done and we rarely have enough time or even energy to connect with one another. And I don't know, like, I, I haven't been able to connect with anyone on such a soul level who doesn't do my job mm -hmm. and, and feel the, what I'm saying is like the relief of stress that I can get just by a, a really meaningful conversation with someone who gets what I do and gets why I do it. Yeah. Like that's, it's such a relief to me that someone out there knows what it's like. And I mean, that's why we're here. I know that we like, yeah. Anyways. Well, Cause it's the antithesis of every person at every stupid party you go to say doing the, <gasps> I couldn't do that. I could How never do, do that. that? <laughs> or, or, oh, my, my wife has this going on. Uh, can you oh help gosh. me with this? Or, oh, my husband can, I'm going to have him come see you. What's Someone your number? Someone at preschool like, drop off this morning just gave me their list of medications. I know her dosage oh my of Wellbutrin. gosh. I don't know why. I don't need that. And you had, your daughter had just puked? Or had that happened yet? That had just happened. So, so you're you're listening to someone's <laughs> someone's morning. list of medication <laughs> and your daughter's Cheerios. I haven't even connected the dots of that part. That yet. were just just in her body. Now they're in the car, a mess all over, and you have a person going. Here's my and medication I'm doing list. Anxiety support of a preschool mom just because they know what I do. Right. 
Oh, yep, I'm gonna so, go clean up the Cheerio puke yeah. now. How do okay. you? How do you Why not lose yourself? And that's the, I mean, that's the other part of this, right? Is how do you not lose yourself? Like I'm, oh I'm. There's a part of me, <clears throat> and this is what there's a one part of me that's like really upset about the whole concept of compassion and satisfaction, because I, it doesn't. I don't know. It's like I'm super proud of what I do, and yeah. I don't want to give it up. But am I satisfied? Am I, and are we talking about happy? Are we talking about like joyous? Are we talking about like super hopeful? No, no not, oh, not man, like, not super, still... not super, but like, would I give this up? Probably not unless I was forced to because I wasn't well enough to do it. Right? Like I knew when I'm having like flashbacks in session, uh, because of, I'm not going to give details of the traumatic event, <laughs> but like somebody's describing it to me and I'm all like em empathetic and I'm like super opened up and I'm vulnerable with that person, uh, with my thought process and I'm soaking in what they're saying and um, trying to understand, uh, but I get triggered and automatically I close up and that's shocking. It's super shocking for me to feel like my whole body and mind close up and me have mm -hmm. to say, hang on, something happened with me. I need a moment. <laughs> and that's, it's tough. It's really tough to do that. So I, but like, anyways, all, all of that I'm saying is like, I would not change what I do just because it's hard unless I'm forced to do it because I'm not well. Well, and that's what I'm, I feel like that's still what I am working out in my foraging process because in, I got to a point where I didn't feel well enough. I pulled the hard plug and I've spent a couple of years because I, <laughs> I tried for a while to sort right, of right. continue the pace. Right. And it felt like, the old cartoons where the roadrunner runs off the cliff and they don't know uh -huh. that they've run off the cliff because uh -huh. they're still going. And before they look down and realize where they are, I feel like I did that yeah. for a while. Oh, that's Wiley Coyote. That's roadrunner doesn't make those dumb mistakes. Fine. <laughs> I won't debate. <laughs> I'll send you a clip later of roadrunner doing it, but that's fine. Cause you know, I can't let that shit die. Um, <laughs> I mean, but you, I you might know while. better. It's been years. And then I, I don't miss it as much as I feel like I'm supposed to. Mm. Mm. And I'm, I haven't figured out mm. what to do with that. And I have this, like, I'm working on this sense of trust with myself. Yeah. That because I fear the opposite side of my achievement drive is a very lazy, disinterested in achievement vibe. <laughs> I feel like I'm an Enneagram eight turning into an Enneagram nine. Hey, welcome. <laughs> but no, and, and trying to figure out what's avoidance and what is contentment and what is the uncomfortability of adapting all of that happening yeah. at the same time while time just keeps marching, life keeps yeah. happening. 
I can't spend years right. just working this out. Right. I, I I keep going. Right. And I don't I yeah. don't know. I it's don't sort of like, know if I if I need to do the work. Right. Well, I mean, the way yes. that the traditional <laughs> way that we're talking. Right. 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 And, and like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like the. I guess the. I'm I'm hearing expectation versus just acceptance mm-hmm. of like where where what balance do you find with that and it's acceptance and change that mm-hmm. challenge part of it of am yeah. I just sinking into what's mm-hmm. comfortable or am I doing what's right right well and I you know that balance the the balancing the tensions of things like that is the the hard part and that's why this even this you know, why we're even doing this podcast is self-care messages are typically bullshit. Right. Like, okay, if my automatrist would have said, hey, you know what's going to be really good for your soul? Put on a a hot rag on your eyes. She didn't say that, though. She said, hey, this will probably fix your some of the blurriness and itchiness that you were talking about. Right. But have I done that <laughs> twice? I mean, I have to be fair to myself. Two out of three days. I only saw her a couple of three days ago. Oh, that's not so bad. You know, but is it fixing my heart? No. I don't even notice the difference in my eyes yet. <laughs> right. If if somebody tells me, hey, you should have you should you should put on a button up. And for all of your sessions, and then change wardrobe when you're done, it'll give you a break. Tell you, tell it'll trick your mind into thinking that you're, you're uh, moving on with your day. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, sure. I'm because glad I that think- works for you. I am. I'm. I'm really happy that works for you. It will not work for me. Well, and this is good. Transition to tease the next topic I think we're getting to, which is, it's not what you do necessarily that matters. It's the process itself. Yeah. Yeah. Ritual and that word. Oh. Has has entered the field. That's got a connotation of consistency to me. And I'm like, Hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. I think that's what's up next. Yeah. And I like what I have enjoyed the the silver lining, although very small in this time of life. It's just a lining. Has it's it's really been. I've been doing a lot of meditation since the middle of 2022. And it's been, I've really, I've got rid of Instagram, uh, which really was the, I got rid of, you know, scrolling for searching for well-being. I'm going to find it if I just keep scrolling. And I this never did. For dopamine. Yeah. I never did. Um, it's not in there? It's not in no, Instagram. No, 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 no. Something that I, something that I realized in my meditation was one, 
this sense of peace is always accessible to me because it literally is like as cheesy as it sounds, as we all have probably said to our clients or even family members, just be here now. Stop thinking of the past. Stop thinking of the future. Be here now. Well, sure, that's a lot easy to say and very difficult to do because we're just doom scrolling our thought process all the time. Sure. And Simple I really, easy. I actually found a lot of physical indicators of doom scrolling in my thought process. Mm. And if they're not, if I, if I'm not feeling those, like my face is a huge thing. It was like, if you're, if your face feels like that, then you're not in a good mood. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> right. But it was actually the willingness to go, slow down, Ben. Slow down. Which is bringing me back around to that original thought of, we actually can't lose something that's with us all the time. We're stuck with ourselves. Good, bad, and different. We're stuck with ourselves. We can ignore ourselves. We can dismiss ourselves. We can abuse ourselves. Yep. We can't ever actually lose ourselves. We can feel very far away from who we actually are. Yep. But that, that sense of accessibility to your own internal peace. So how much does that actually matter? Can I, I'm going to bring oh, back I think it's gonna, <laughs> the, the quote that I read earlier is coming back to my mind where it's the one that said, uh, we learn about the things we love. And the deeper the understanding, the more love we need to have. And I realized that this last year has been, it's been a a big, this silver lining has been the big, sorry, I'm feeling things as I'm, I'm trying not to like, have get lost in like intrusive thoughts here, but, um, it's been a reminder to me that I've never really known self-love and often when I am doom scrolling, I don't want to know me. Yeah. And so when you say that's something we can never get rid of, there's a sense of that where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I want to know me. I could use a break from me. (laughs) But like, that's the thing is, is, oh, I just, I wonder how many of us feel that way. Like we are so generous with other people, so generous. And I find myself being generous, wanting to love and learn about all of the helpers that listen to this podcast. And I've, I want to be just be like, I want to soak that up and learn about them and, and help them through things. And I rarely extend that to myself. Rarely. And I've learned that through this, this year of doing so many, doing so much meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, is 
been really painful and really awesome all at the same time. So how do you avoid, how do how, you were asking how, how do I avoid getting lost in the work? I haven't figured that out. I feel like theoretically, theoretically it's figuring out this way, a, a way to love myself without feeling like I'm being selfish. Um, I think it's also about community. Um, a community of people, of like-minded people who get our experience. Yeah. I heard someone talking about, because a lot of the podcasts I listen to are about like television mm -hmm. and um, filmmaking, kind of some behind the scenes stuff. And I heard one of the creators who worked on Station Eleven, which is kind of a, it's a, how do you describe it? A post-apocalyptic story about joy. <laughs> and um, it's beautiful. Watch it. You won't, but you should. Um, but what he was talking about was the, the power of collective creativity. Seeing a project to fruition through a shared experience is makes its own sense of power. And he was talking about like an artistic creative process, but I think there is intense creativity and artwork in what we do. Yeah. And it is so forced to be so individual right. that that exponential power of togetherness Oof. is something that I feel we haven't even tapped yet. No. Oh. Not even, I mean, oh. Yeah, okay. We're poking at it. That's I'm gonna have We're to go back and well. listen to that and write that down. Because yes, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh just think about like all of the conferences and trainings I've been to. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I, I love a conference. Don't get me wrong. I love conference. I love training. I love it all. I'm a student forever. And that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Again, mm -hmm. I will rub shoulders with you. I will even hold your hand. But I don't know yes. if I don't want to look you in the eye. And there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong yeah. with that. Where We're dying to be seen, but we won't look. We'll look <sighs> at everybody else. Wow. Show up. I, and I'm so nervous. Uh, it's weird, but I get so nervous. I say it's weird because I don't think it should be the the reality. It's a word. It shouldn't be reality, but I I am so nervous and of of being shamed or criticized from my peers, and I think that that's maybe why there's just a vibe of competition, both inside me, but also. Uh, like if I don't do my work, it's gonna be there for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna want to be the best, and hold it over people. Um, and I know I'm I know I'm guilty of that from through my career. I hope I didn't like hurt people because of it. But I, I'm I think I, have. I think everybody's and an asshole to somebody. We're allowed to evolve. And so, anyways, I just I yeah I uh, I know that that's out there. 
But what you said about like community and being creative and needing to share that creativity, I, I feel like it's it's an ab- abundance mindset mm. rather than uh, what's the opposite of abundance? Scarcity. Yeah. Right? Like that's the word. But it like the re- lived experience of this work is that scarcity exists, right? Like yeah. resources are just of course unavailable. And that's it's a constant mm-hmm. hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Mm. Well, this was deep. Mm. I don't know. I think we did pretty good for the first time back in a year and a half. No, wait, how long? I don't even know. I mean, it's, it was November 2021. <laughs> November 2021. It's it's been fast math? fast math. I don't I can't do math. Um, a year and three yeah, months. It's been a while. So, no, I I'm glad to be back. I'm really glad to be back. This is this is good. This is good. Yeah. Well, and I think. The that length of break was not intended, and it has value. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm, forward is the only direction. Well, everybody, I, I um, am really happy to be here with you as well. Thank you for taking your time out of your, time out of your day mm-hmm. to be with us. And um, next conversation sounds like we were gonna get to what? What did you say, Blakely? I feel sort of like we tapped some it. themes that are foreshadowing. In terms of ritual and yes. competition. Yes. Right. For me, I also think I need to figure out a little bit more about the differences between empathy and compassion. There's something in there yes. that okay. that I'm I'm like, yeah, we need to explore that. So yeah, for sure. Okay. We have a lot to uncover. Yeah. Good things are coming. All right, Blakely. Well, uh, as always, great to spend some time with you. Everyone, thank you for spending time with us. If you um, could do us a huge favor and go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review, give us a five-star rating, that'd be amazing. Help us get the word out um, or on any of the listening apps that you use. You can also connect with us on Instagram at being the work. We're checking that all the time. You could email us if you want, being the work at gmail.com. Right. Send us a message. Yeah. Yep. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, likely, good to see you. Till next week. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go clean up puke. <laughs> oh, gross. Mm. Oh, good luck. Good luck. I'll live. It's okay. <laughs> no way out but through. <laughs> all right.